Welcome to the Politically Asian Podcast. Just two Asian American buds talking about politics and the Asian American community in hopes of getting more Asians talking about politics. Today is May 22nd and we are coming at you live from Brooklyn, New York. My name is Jerry Lim. My pronouns are they, them. And you can find me across the internet at Jerryaki. That's G-E-R-R-I-E-Y-A-K-I. And my co-host... Hi, I'm Aaron Yin. My pronouns are he, him, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Aaron Flarin, A-A-R-O-N-F-L-A-R-I-N. If you're listening on your phone, please take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at Politically Asian Podcast. It brings me so much joy to see the tags every single time, and I will triple heart emoji it. <laughs> if you like the podcast, please give us a written review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, whether you like us or hate us, we really need the engagement. So today we'll be talking about the PI and AAPI. The PI, as we know, stands for Pacific Islanders. But before we do that, Aaron, how was your week? This week was, I think the theme of this week was new, new things happening. So I got a new microphone just for this podcast, and hopefully Woo-hoo. it sounds better after we uh, edit this. I also started a new job. I will, <laughs> I will not say the name of the company, but the role is customer experience. So a lot yeah. of talking with customers over email, phone, text. Ooh, that's a really stressful job. Yeah, I mean, it's not too bad. I mean, when you, I haven't dealt with angry customers on the phone oh. yet. I've only dealt with angry people over email. Oh, yeah. But it's... Okay. I mean, I feel like I'm just talk. I feel like I'm talking the same exact way I'm talking right now, just an email form. So it's pretty relaxing, actually. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah, That's the only good. exhaustion comes from doing it for like eight hours straight. Then I'm like, yeah, anything for health insurance. Yeah, <laughs> anything. <for health. laughs> um, I did have three questions for you, though. You know, as okay. someone who's worked, uh, I guess, a nine to five, nine to six long for a longer period. Mm-hmm. Um, I have three questions about what to do or not to do at a company. Sure. Framed as good idea or bad idea questions, kind of lightning okay. round. Okay. First question, <laughs> good idea or bad idea to tell your coworkers that you do comedy? Um, well, it depends on the coworker. If it's my manager, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> absolutely not. I don't need him. Cause Point like, taken. I feel like. I feel like he's going to, they might one day like use that as an excuse of like, oh, why doesn't Aaron do good work? It's because he's writing jokes. I don't know, but something mm. like that. Um, if it's, if it's, even if it's a coworker, I'd still be kind of like, I need to test out that coworker. Like I need to get to know them before. Like I'm like, hey, I spend my weekends in basements. Um, but uh, yeah, I would, I would need to make sure that's a chill coworker. You know what I mean? Um, and even then, like, I don't know. I'm, I, I usually I usually don't tell people I do comedy like in general, even if they aren't my coworker, like at a party, unless it's like a party of comedians, which I guess I still wouldn't tell them that I do comedy. Um, yeah, I, I usually don't tell people I do comedy, you know? Got it. Sounds like bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> bad right. idea. Okay, great. TLDR, bad idea. Next question. Good idea or bad idea to make a group slack with all of the Asians at the company? <laughs> okay, so... I I recently ran into my own problem with this in a different kind of way because like there are no black there's not a lot of black folks at my company I think there's like two out of like 
something. I, I don't I'm I don't even know like how many people work at the company, but not a lot. And uh, I tried telling I was like, how can we improve this? So I offered like job listings and then said I would prioritize black and brown folks. And like I got in trouble because we it looks like reverse racism, I guess, <laughs> or, like, some kind of discrimination. Um, so I would double check and make sure you're going through the right channels before you're doing that, unless it's like an unofficial like group chat over text if it's in slack you definitely should tell hr and be like hey i'm thinking about making an asian i think the professional term is erg employee yeah, resource ERG. group mm -hmm. yeah you should you should do that because like if you just make a slack channel called asians it's it's probably gonna get flagged <laughs> wow i'm so glad i asked you these questions because i was so ready to just do, do a it. quick yeah i mean yeah i was so ready to do it and i'm like yeah <laughs> my concerns were actually just like i don't know exactly how you lean politically you know what so even if even if we're all asian you know that it could still be a lot of beef in the uh inner workings but exactly cool exactly. okay final question you know good idea or bad idea mm -hmm. good idea or bad idea to talk to your coworkers about politics and i say this because i think many people at my company are somewhere liberal to left uh, mm -hmm. And, you know, this company also has taken a stand against conservative shows that they used to work with. Uh, and they, just, they, they just cut all the partnerships. I think awesome. a lot of a lot of companies did. So right, I think it's mm -hmm. relatively safe to assume that everyone's at least not conservative or maybe they're just really, <laughs> really hiding it at this really point. hiding it. <laughs> so, yeah, good idea or bad idea to talk about politics with COVID. Um, again, I'm going to go ahead and say, oh, TLDR, bad idea. Um, <laughs> I it depends how deep how deep of politics you're going to go to. Like if you say like Black Lives Matter. Yeah. OK, that's that's like fucking fine. But like if you're like we should unionize, you should definitely not say that at work. Um, mm, got mm -hmm. it. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I did mention that I was like picketing at the Jing Fong restaurant for a mm -hmm. fun fact. <laughs> but oh, my God. I know. Maybe I came across too strong. All right. I'll tone it down. Um, my favorite TV show, it's XYZ. Yeah, <laughs> That'll be actually, my next though. <laughs> oh, dude, it's it's my my advice to you is remember it's 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 a job. I I would never get it. Never get attached. That's that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yes, yes. Never get attached. Yeah. Cool. Don't tell people about yourself. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. All right. Those were the only three questions I had. Very um, nice. Very nice. So uh, unless you have anything else to say about that, how was your week? Well, I will say congrats on the job. I know you've been job hunting for some time now. Um, the is it a sign the pandemic is over? Who knows? Ooh, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I will tell you what. Um, so I went home to Alabama this past weekend or past weekend, like a couple weeks ago. Um, and um, uh, I will tell you, they think the pandemic's done down there because <laughs> I went to a wedding and while we had to wear masks in the church, you know, like wear masks before Jesus, um, the reception <laughs> was there was like easily, easily 500 people there. Um, and I I was legit like I, horrified. Um, it, it, the only saving grace, I think, is like that most of them were like med school students or like healthcare professionals. But even then, I know like a lot of healthcare professionals are like, I'm not gonna take the vaccine. That's suspicious. So, mm. you know, whatever. But it was it was it was like a really close family friend. Like I've known him for like 20 plus years. So like, I couldn't like not go to this wedding. Yeah, yeah. You know? 
Yeah. So I guess in two weeks we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Wait. There's so many moments that I want to go through. The first one just being, I find it so funny that you all were wearing masks in church because yeah, <laughs> like Christianity reasons. <laughs> like, like no, 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 no. It oh. wasn't. It wasn't for Christianity. It was just like oh. a, the policy of the church. Oh. Um, okay, and there was okay. there wasn't there was easily like less than a hundred people there. Like it was mm. it was like the. Yeah, so I Jesus I, says no to COVID. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh my goodness. And yeah. so when you say those, so the next part you mentioned was 500 people, I guess, in like the main venue. Yeah. Were they all not wearing masks or? Some, some people were wearing masks and then some were just relying on the sheer power of their vaccine. But like... <laughs> Even then, like I, you know, like with 500 people, I'm sure there's going to be like a couple who just, you know, like are anti-vaxxers yeah. like didn't get vaccinated. Like I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's a couple. So, um, sincerely hoping we don't see some article two weeks from now, like Alabama super, super spreader. spreader. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A-A-S-S. As Alabama super spreader. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, I was feeling, I was like trying to decide. I was like, is like how I felt about everything. But since, since like since that event and even before i was like on instagram and i have seen like multiple instagram stories of people just like yoloing you know what i mean like people yeah. just at these like, like they're traveling they're like in big like i know a guy who went to back-to-back -back weddings and i was just like yo are you oh not afraid <laughs> doubling down yoloing right right yeah. COVID is over. That's Don't take yeah, it from that's, me. No, that's Don't so crazy <laughs> that they're doing that. Yeah, that's that's so, um, <laughs> that really is just going full in, like relying on the vaccine efficacy. Yeah. That's so crazy. I know. I will say like final thought on that is like, is, I was like thinking about this like in the airport because I was still like thinking like how unreal it was. I was at that like big event. Um, <laughs> and it was just like wild because like, I know a lot of those people personally and they don't get the flu vaccine. And their reason is like, oh, I'm not going to get the flu vaccine because it's not even 100 percent effective. Um, but now they're like relying on the covid vaccine like it's I, I don't know, you know, mm. like the, the covid vaccine is like none of them are 100 percent effective. Yeah. So I don't. Well, well, the meds <laughs> you said, like the med, med students, students there, yeah. they got the vaccines, right? I hope. <laughs> okay, well, if I ever get sick, I'm not going to Alabama for right, <laughs> the hospital. Right. Yeah. Make a very clear note for that. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say that they got vaccinated because it would be pretty shitty if, like, you chose not to get vaccinated. And because they still had to do their clinicals and stuff, right? Yeah. So, like, they yeah, were going yeah. into hospitals. And, like, I think mm. that's, like, the shittiest thing if, like, you're, you, you die from COVID because you were at school. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, that was that. Let's let's get to the meat of our episode talking about Pacific Islanders. Yeah. So, yeah, this week, you know, as part of AAPI month, we definitely wanted to AAPI history month. We wanted to zoom in on the Pacific Islander part uh because we really never hear about it. So, before we dive into that, uh Jerry, uh I don't know about you, but I have very limited knowledge of Pacific Islanders before doing research for this episode. I only knew about Pacific Islanders from movies like Moana and Lilo and Stitch and uh -huh. Taika Waititi because he directed Thor Ragnarok. Nice. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, well, 
aside from that, my roommate uh, in college, he was from Papua New Guinea. Cool. I didn't know Papua New Guinea was a Pacific island until oh. doing research for this episode. I just okay somewhere out there. Um, but he, yeah, it's also a little bit complicated because he is white and he grew up in PNG only because his parents are missionaries. Mm. Yeah. So uh, yeah, there's that doesn't count. That doesn't count. He he at least. I think knows some of the lifestyle. He like talked to me a lot about how to make fires with sticks and stuff like that. Oh. But I don't, I don't know how much of a big PNT. And he spoke the he spoke the language as well. Oh, okay. But yeah, it is a little different because. So he was basically like a Christian exchange yeah. student. Yeah, that's, that's like what I'm hearing. That's so funny. <laughs> JC, yeah. Okay. Uh, the worst. Yeah. But yeah, how much did you know about Pacific Islanders before researching for this episode? Yeah. Um. So, uh, like you, I I only knew Pacific Islanders because of Lilo and Stitch. Um. But the movie, <laughs> not even the series. I didn't watch the series. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then there's like some Pacific Islander characters like um in League of Legends. Well, I don't know why I said plural. <laughs> there's really only one, and her name is Alawi. She's great though. Mm. She's she's pretty fun to play. Um, there's like that section of the Met, the like the Metropolitan Museum. Um, that's like all like literally stolen objects from indigenous peoples. Mm. Um, there's like a specific area um for uh, Oceania and the Pacifics and things things like that. Um, and then, uh, Dwayne, the rock Johnson, I think he, I believe he's like half Samoan and Jason Momoa, I think is half Hawaiian, mm. I want to say, but that's, um, and we can talk about this later, but like the other half is like the, uh, I, you know, my family's Filipino and it's an Island in the Pacific. Mm. So when I was growing up, I was like, I'm a Pacific Islander. Mm. <laughs> Got Wrong. It. Got it. Yeah. We will that's, we'll no, get that's, to that. <laughs> that's a great segue into our, I mean, before we move on to shout outs to Lilo and Stitch. They really, <laughs> they, really put, <laughs> they really put uh, Pacific Islanders on the map. Uh, yeah. That's, wow. That's crazy. Um, yeah. I still remember those scenes of like Lilo beating up the white girl in glasses. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's move on, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. the as an intro to the Pacific Islanders, um, the first thing that I want to talk about is just what, you know, they call them island nations, right? What mm-hmm. island nations make up the Pacific Islands? And so the Pacific Islands are broadly grouped into three regions called Polynesia, Micronesia, and Melanesia. Mm-hmm. A, lot of, a lot of Asia's going on. Yeah. Hmm. Between the three regions, there is at least 20 island nations Mm -hmm. and i'm basing this on a u.s census breakdown from 2010 um it was it was released in 2012 though so they got the data and they made this report two years later the report is called the native hawaiian and other pacific islander population report okay so i guess two years after 2020 maybe they'll have an updated report on this um but yeah you know many people myself included i didn't know the names of any of these island nations so i thought it'd be fun for our listeners to and jerry if you want to guess which ones are actually part of the pacific islands so i'm going to list four names a few of them Mm -hmm. are and a few of them aren't and i guess for listeners after i list the names pause it think about it and then check so the four names are malaysia fiji samoa and indonesia one more time malaysia 
Fiji, Samoa, and Indonesia. So I'm assuming you're going to pause. If you're listening, I'm going to wait for two seconds. All right. So the answers, uh, Malaysia and Indonesia are not part of the Pacific Islanders. Fiji and Samoa are. If you got some wrong, don't worry. It's actually very common. Oh, I don't, I don't know, Jerry, if you guessed or if you read it up, yeah. <laughs> read ahead. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm. I only, I only know this because like a lot of Indonesians go to the Philippines, and oh. I know a Malaysian person. That's literally it. <laughs> wow, that's literally all you need, though. You got yeah. <laughs> four, four out of four. It doesn't matter how you do it. Great. Yeah, but um, you know, a lot of people get this wrong. It's very common, so don't worry. You're here to learn about it in the episode. But Jerry, yeah, uh, you were also saying that you had some experience with people confusing Asian countries with Pacific Islands. Yeah, so I I jokingly tweeted like AAPI this, AAPI that, but like people probably can't even name like five Oceania nations outside <laughs> of Australia and New Zealand, and so um, I like did an instagram quiz and like trusted my followers to not um google um and mm -hmm. some really common answers for like what people thought were pacific islands were uh the philippines which like mm, oh i mean like okay and then like singapore and japan mm. oh um, not japan <laughs> not japan <laughs> um so yeah just because of their islands in the pacific it does not mean <laughs> they are pacific islanders so um yeah uh with with 20 countries to 20 island nations to go over <clears throat> we um for the sake of this episode and like time and constraints we wanted to specifically focus you know like on one pacific island one specific Pacific Island, so we can <laughs> research and understand it thoroughly. And um, today we decided that we'll be talking about Hawaii uh, due to its special historical context, you know, with like Asia, America, Asian Americans, and indigenous people. Um, also, like, we just wouldn't be doing it justice if like we tried to talk about all of the Pacific Islands at yeah, once. All 20 plus, no way. All 20 yeah. plus. Um, and um, not to generalize, and if any, you know, Pacific Islanders are listening to us and being like, that's wrong. But like we from our research, we gathered that like a lot of like the problems Hawaii faced can be similarly applied to other Pacific Islands, um, primarily like the issue of sovereignty. Yeah, sovereignty. OK, um, so, yeah. 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 And, you know, down the line, you know, we do want to have Pacific Islander guests when we start having guests for the podcast. And that can also help diversify the perspective of, you know, different, you know, people from different island nations. But for now, we're just doing a general research, getting everyone uh, a nice appetizer intro. But yeah, <laughs> now that we're on the same page, you know, we just talked about the you know 20 Pacific, 20 plus island nations. But let's dive in a little bit. Jerry. Take it away with that history of Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's see. So the first recorded history, so it could even be like further back, but the first recorded history of Hawaiians was in the year 900 AD. And for almost a millennia, they were undisturbed by white people. They were living the dream. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, in like 1778, the white people came. So, yeah, I was saying that... Um... <laughs> That's that's literally one more millennia than you or I have had, <laughs> which is crazy. Um, uh, but I also wanted to know, so, you know, they lived for 
almost a thousand years without any interaction with white people. Have you ever lived in a place with no white people since you were born? Absolutely. No, dude. I'm pretty sure the nurse who like held me like as soon as I was delivered was white. And then like from there, I moved to Alabama and like, no, what about you? Oh, oh, I, that was surprising. I, I did actually. Um, what? Where? Yeah, see, I, I lived in China when I was one to two years old. It was one, it was one year or two years because okay. my parents were like really overwhelmed like working restaurants and I think my mm -hmm. mom was trying to do some med school studying mm -hmm. um and they were like we really cannot handle your ass so I'm gonna <laughs> we're gonna send you you know and your grandparents are gonna take care of you for two years and it was oh. so funny like one of my memories is just when I first came back to the states I didn't really like recognize who my parents were anymore oh. <laughs> it's just been oh two God. it's been two years since I've seen them and mm -hmm. <laughs> I distinctly like have you know like so, like some like just the vaguest memory of like my mom reaching out to me and me turning away it's such a it's such a <gasps> oh vague memory goodness. now it was so long ago <laughs> anyways uh let's go on with the history <laughs> <laughs> okay geez so what happened next was uh this guy named captain james cook which literally sounds like a, a like fairy tale character um <laughs> came to the islands and like it's interesting because like the kanaka maoli which is the um their language word for uh native hawaiian peoples they were like mm. super nice to him um which i think is like a theme if you look across a lot of like um indigenous people's histories they're always nice to the white people mm -hmm. um and uh yeah they were they were it was probably because they were having a big party um they were celebrating this festival for the god of agriculture and the reason why i'm going into so much detail in this specific part is because there's this common misconception that the natives thought cook was a god of some kind um but i i read an article that was like no they just saw it as like an event like like a special <laughs> event like oh this dude in this white man in like metal armor um, but they didn't equate him as a god, so like I just wanted to make sure we establish that. that. <laughs> definitely sounds like historical whitewashing. Yeah. <laughs> like some white person was like, "Yeah, they loved him. He was the best. He was 18th century Jesus." You know? <laughs> right. It's like it's like when historians see like two very clearly gay people like they live together and they're like, "Oh yeah, no, they were just best friends." Yeah. It's, yeah. it's literally like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. <sighs> so dumb. Okay. So yeah, they so met him. And then... They met him and they were like, you know, like, how are you? Like, you know, come party with us. And so um, Cook was not there to party. He was he was there to try to get his ships together. Mm. Um, and he tried to take wood that the natives were using for their religious rites. And he wanted to put it like to, to patch up his ship, essentially, which is so fucked up. Like, can you imagine <laughs> if like someone took an altar and like, yeah. this is mine now. And then like yeah. made a boat out of it anyway. Um, and uh he he kidnapped like after that whole thing he like the natives were like okay this guy sucks we hate him now um he like escalated and like kidnapped native royalty in what and wikipedia called a series of bad decisions um and uh tldr a retainer of the native chief named nua ah i think nua n-u-a-a um killed cook with one of cook's own weapons which was a steel knife um which i think is like just chef's Cheers, yeah <laughs> i thought that was yeah a series of bad decisions is definitely putting it lightly that's <laughs> that sounds like you're drunk after a night out and you order too many tacos or something. Um, yeah yeah i also thought it was so funny that the chief killed cook with his own weapon because I'm not wasting one of my own daggers on this guy. You know, <laughs> I polished it all night. 
<laughs> give me your thing <laughs> right or yeah just didn't yeah. want to get it dirty yeah okay so they do that and then yeah. what's the next big thing right so they you know like things were okay but like with you know like one white per one white one white person comes the rest of them come so like in 1835 <laughs> um they had the first sugar plantation and then combined with like a rapid influx of missionaries because you know all bad things in history start with plantations and religion yep. um and they all tried to coexist kind of peacefully but capitalism imperialism just fucked it all up mm. uh yeah and then in 1893 um the native queen at the time queen lilio oh hang on lilio kalani there you go reclaimed nice. hawaii for the native people um and uh white people pulled a karen and they staged a coup by uh to get it annexed by forming a quote committee of safety um and they told the u the u.s government um slash marines that hawaii was like super dangerous because of all these natives and things like that mm. um so they begged for help <laughs> i find it funny you said they pulled a karen it's like they're like let me speak to the manager and then right. take, take over the manager <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my uh, goodness i also thought it was crazy you know when you said that that they staged a coup and it worked right i think that's the the, mm -hmm. the shocking part because you know i know everyone from like the white house riots on <laughs> january 6th right they must be like punching the air right now like oh all we had to do was form a committee of safety yeah, yeah they, <laughs> I, I find those did you see those videos of them climbing the walls on the side yeah that was so funny to me and then falling off and somebody put like the super mario like they dropped and coins fell stop, out stop that's <laughs> so, funny. so funny so <laughs> funny yeah <laughs> anyways okay so the coup ha okay white people say jaku yeah it works and it then... works so they become managers of the place and eventually <laughs> it was illegally annexed in 1897 mm. um and the u.s government um agreed or like they were like this is a great idea because um they were interested in becoming a quote pacific power um they saw hawaii as like prime prime real estate mm. um and you know i want to give japan points because they were like uh-uh you can't you can't do that that's illegal but that's because they wanted to do the same thing for mm. themselves um because like uh, annex annexing hawaii for them would have been like great to spy on america so um yeah right, it was so. a great a great middle piece for both colonizer <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah right exactly colonizer versus colonizer yeah. <sighs> yeah. got it okay <laughs> yeah and, then... and so and then and you know some more boring stuff after that 1959 it was a statehood and then 1993 the apology resolution and i'm calling it boring because like you know you by the name it's it was literally called that the apology resolution and you can tell by the name it is a big massive meaningless gesture um yeah like it was just like oh we acknowledge that we overthrew the kingdom of hawaii um that you know occurred with the active participation of agents and citizens of the united states and further acknowledges blah 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 blah. the native hawaiians don't own this blah 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 um so it was just it was it was not meaningful and there was a lot of controversy about it but we won't go into all of that because it's very very yeah. deep but yeah the, the, the funny thing about when i read this um like what it was about what you just said this always feels like the first part of a good apology where you acknowledge the wrongdoing that happened. Yeah. And the yeah. part that's always missing is the action to make up for it. 
<laughs> it's just the apology resolution, but no action, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's terrible. Um, yeah, so the, the most that America did was an apology, right? And But it yeah. also kind of acknowledged that Hawaii, Native Hawaiians do still have an inherent sovereignty to their land, which, you know, is something that has been going on since the very beginning and is still going on today. The if you Wikipedia just, you know, Hawaii sovereignty movement, you'll find a lot of people and nonprofits and government uh, organizations really, you know, still pushing uh, for, you know, reclamation of Hawaiian land. Uh, but yeah, there's a very long Wikipedia page for it. Uh, check it out. Something that I found when I was doing research uh, from Joseph Seya, who's the mm -hmm. founder and director of Pacific Islander uh, Community Association, PICA of Washington. I thought this was a very good point that, you know, oftentimes Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders are grouped together, but Pacific Islanders actually have more in common with Native Americans than they do Asian Americans. Because um, arguing that they, they have, yes, question. Yeah, so um, wouldn't Hawaiians be, I know this is kind of factual, but aren't Native Hawaiians technically like Native American? Like, because Hawaii. Oh, right? wow. Like, that's a I really good point. Just, I'm just, I know that's really just like semantics and like maybe it's meaningless to try and like, you know, like, like yeah, technically, right? No, technically, yeah, yeah. They just got, I guess, annexed, discovered later than the mainland, right? But the yeah. process was the same. The, the same. Yeah, it's the same. That's a really good point. That's mm -hmm. probably why they link together even more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that makes more sense to me. Like it, it made so much sense that I was just like, like, duh. <laughs> yeah. This, you know, they both have very similar issues of, you know, being displaced from their own land, mm -hmm. dislocated, you know, colonized, and they're just trying to fight for, you know, sovereignty again. That's yeah. Yeah. Being native and owning like that's their land. Exactly. Yeah. Um and the important part about this is that, you know, there was the apology in 1993 and you may think that, okay, it's, it's kind of dying down. You know, there's not as much happening, which is mm -hmm. not correct, uh, which leads to the next segment about what is happening today. You know, what's, what is the modern day colonization of Hawaii look like? Uh, it's still happening. There are two big groups doing this. I'm going to talk about the first, Jerry will cover the second. But the first big group that's doing this is uh, tech millionaires. So you may have read about this in the news, but Mark Zuckerberg, Priscilla Chan, they made a lot of the news. They're just buying lots of square miles of one island in Hawaii called Kauai. Uh, mm -hmm. They have over two square miles right now. They bought 600 acres in March of 2021, and they also bought 700 acres back in 2014. So Facebook's expanding uh, <laughs> to Hawaii. Yeah, what do you even do with all that land? Like, what's the fucking point? <laughs> I saw a photo of them with their own... <coughs> Sorry, I saw a photo of them with their own farm in Hawaii. They have, like, oh. cows and chickens. I, they're doing a little bit of life behind the scenes. But I don't know. It just sounds like they need a huge playground for privacy. That was, like, part of the reason why they wanted... That's ironic. That's, yeah. Oh, oh that's, <laughs> that's, that's ironic. so funny. That's so funny, yeah. <laughs> the man who does not give privacy wants privacy. Yeah, wants privacy. privacy. <laughs> wants privacy. <laughs> yeah. But surprisingly, you know, I'm surprised with all the emphasis on, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, 
because there are so many other CEOs doing stuff like Larry Ellison, who's the Oracle CEO. He bought an entire island of Lanai, which is 140 square miles. He just bought the whole island. He owns that island, which is insane. Yeah. it's it's like disgusting to me that you can own an island. Like, yeah, <laughs> fucking share. You know? yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's so insane <laughs> and stupid. There's so many other CEOs. So I'm just gonna rattle off some names. You know, Michael Dell, who's the CEO of Dell. Mark Benioff, who's the CEO of Salesforce, and mm-hmm. of course um, Peter Thiel, the final boss of Libertarian Silicon Valley Tech Bros, also owns a lot of land. He's he's like a bad person. I read. He's, a he's bad like a yeah, Trump yeah. supporter. He's, he's yes, like a billionaire yeah, co-founder yeah, of Palantir. Yeah, like exactly. You know, like they, they Palantir has its own thing with like apparently they had an Asian discrimination lawsuit and oh, their partners with ICE. Of like, course, of course, yeah. yeah. I was, um, you know, was referencing. I guess you know, young me, or she tweeted, uh, you know, white people in SF have, you know, big I am, or they they have big I am racist energy, but they don't think they are. Yeah, I think about Peter Peter being that kind of guy for sure. I'm not a racist. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, and they're just buying out a lot of land. And even if you're not a tech millionaire, even if you're a big tech worker, there's still a lot of tech people from these big firms like Apple and Facebook going to Hawaii. And they're really, Mm -hmm. they're driving up the price of rent. So uh, one article I found, if you just Google Silicon Valley, Hawaii, they're entering these bidding wars for property and like betting a hundred thousand dollars over the initial price. They're getting bought. Yeah, they're buying out all the local residents. You know, so That's awful. Yeah, it's like if a house normally costs fifty k, Silicon Valley bro comes over and saying like, okay, I'll just drop a hundred and fifty k, and it's like no real estate agent's gonna say no. <laughs> right, like isn't yeah. that literally gentrification? Like that's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, like exactly. Literally gentrification. Like yeah, exactly that. I, I will say like when when I was researching this too, I I found a website like that um listed the like who Mark Zuckerberg bought from or something like that. And I could swear the name was white. Oh. <laughs> Which is like awful. That's crazy. Yeah. That's that means yeah. it's been passed down multiple, I guess, owners at least, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's so sad. <sighs> yeah. But yeah. Um, that's the yeah. first group tech millionaires and tech workers and jerry what's the second group yeah so we're gonna get to a part that like a lot of asian american people probably won't like but here we go so a lot of asian people are colonizing hawaii i think hawaii is like a really strange specimen where like asian americans are the main colonizer um and uh, uh, someone once said, like, Asian settler colonialism is when settlers participate in colonialism but claim locality. Um, and uh, it all started with the history of Asian migration to Hawaii. You know, like, they came to, what was that, sugar plantations? I think there's pineapple plantations. Mm. Um, and, you know, America saw it as a way to keep... Oh, uh, yes? Oh, yeah. I just had a quick question. So, you know... The first quote that you said is like when settlers participate in colonialism, but they claim locality. So just to break it down in even simpler terms, it's like they move to Hawaii and then they start using the language more. Yeah, yeah. So there um, I think there's like this TikToker who performs it beautifully. She's like this East Asian person from SF and um, she's blowing up on TikTok these days because she's saying like, oh like i'm giving aloha and like things like that but (laughs) like and like all these native people are like you're you're literally you you can't first off Mm. yeah that 
it, it, it's like it's like when yang tries to be really local new york city or but <laughs> worse yeah <laughs> oh god Got but cool. worse just just want to ex- uh, make Explain. that simpler yeah, yeah. for anyone cool okay anyways continue yeah so america sees hawaii as a way to keep an eye on asia um interestingly when you break down the population roughly like it's it's like one of the uh, you know, earlier you asked me if like I've ever lived in a place where with no white people. I'm not saying Hawaii doesn't have white people, but there's definitely more Asian people than there are white people. Mm, mm. Um, it's like roughly almost 40% Asian. Um, and then like 25% white and then like so on and so forth. Um, let's see. But uh, yeah, like the, the biggest issue with that is like native hawaiians don't even get like a political and cultural voice anymore so like even though japanese americans constitute roughly like 21.9 percent of the population of hawaii they are 40 percent of uh the senate representation and 40 percent of the house of representatives but um hawaiians native hawaiians constitute roughly like 22 percent of the population um and they only get like eight percent of the senate and then 10 percent of the house mm, um that's a so, yeah. so even though japanese people or japanese americans and native hawaiians have roughly the same like both numbers you listed were in their 20s mm-hmm. like low 20s yeah. they both are low 20s percentage of the population but mm-hmm. japanese americans are like 40 percent of political seats yeah and native hawaiians are only less than 10 yeah which exactly. is crazy right it should be at the opposite <laughs> if, yeah. yeah 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 and like given like how much representation like um you know like senate and uh or how many delegates that's not the right word politicians that senate and the house get they should in my opinion they should all be native hawaiians like yeah, i don't know how yeah, they're gonna yeah, do yeah. that but they should exactly. all be native hawaiians. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. stupid it's like it's so stupid to me that like they would be anything else you know yeah like it's, it just doesn't make sense um yeah okay anyways beyond the political math um uh it's it's turned into like this weird east asian diaspora col- uh country and like <laughs> it could it's be like, cult. <laughs> yeah, cult. um and like you know like it's the selling of uh, selling selling and profit of the Hawaiian culture while it simultaneously dies out. Um, so like you have like all these tourists moving to Hawaii in the pandemic because like um, at first Hawaii was like doing a great job of like not having COVID cases because mm. they were isolated. Yeah. Um, and like now it's to the point where like they're trying to figure out like, you know, vaccine passports for like tourism. Mm, yeah the tourism industry is just yeah just bumping up in hawaii yeah for whether you're on one island or the other just, it, it's it's just part of the overall plan to get tourism boosted in hawaii which is mm-hmm. not exactly good for the locals yeah i mean like you know tourism i have complex feelings about tourism because like a lot of people love to come to the philippines and like mm. um palawan's always listed as like one of the best islands in the world to go to mm, but I like yeah yeah but it's always especially like um hawaii you know like they're they're also using their cult the culture as like marketing and like you know like we do have to kind of ask questions like oh like what does it mean like when we market our culture is something that's like you know like doesn't that feel weird yeah exactly Yeah, Yeah, yeah yeah i can only imagine like how shitty that must feel um Anyway, so, you know, kind of related to um, people buying up land, there is um, this whole issue with like 
um, land development. And uh, there's this really big mountain called Mauna Kea. Um, and it is extremely sacred, not just sacred, but like extremely sacred. Um, and uh, a lot of researchers want to build a giant telescope. Um, I think there are uh, some telescopes already like around in the area, but they want to build it, build this ginormous telescope right smack dab in the middle of this sacred mountain. Mm. Um, yeah. A big science against culture clash. Or native culture, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I need to like research before I like say anything more on like that, cause like I do remember seeing a tweet that was like, oh, this isn't about like science, like science against native peoples. It's about something else. But like I, uh, <laughs> I lost the Twitter thread yeah, yeah. and like you know like didn't read all of it, so um can't yeah. speak to more of that. But I'm not. I, I'm sure there's like something like we're missing that where that's not the case. Interesting. Yeah. At least yeah. on the surface, when you put anything on something extremely sacred, I'm like, uh, there's, there's some amount of disrespect going on, um, right? Intrinsically, yeah. Yeah. Like I, what could be what could be so fucking important that you need to, you know? Like I just, yeah. I, I don't get it. Don't yeah. don't build on the sacred mountain. Like it's not that hard. It's yeah. not that hard. Um. And like, what I don't get is like, there's already telescopes there. So like, why do you need mm. to build another telescope? Yeah, um, we would need some astrophysics person to come over. I mean, <laughs> does does the slight location really matter? Like, you're right. in the same general spot. I don't know. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so kind of going back to like, um, you know, what I said earlier about uh, commodifying the culture. Um, it's interesting because many people, um don't speak native Hawaiian. Even some of the native Hawaiians like are slowly losing um, their language. Uh, it was it was outlawed by missionaries. Um, mm. So people people you know like even like Asian Americans, right? Like we we don't a lot of Asian Asian Americans don't really like speak their parents' language. So like I can only imagine how much worse it would be if it was like literally outlawed. You know? Yeah. No language. Yeah. Prohibiting language is a powerful form of control too right yeah. like slowly cutting off ties with you know your language and also your food right two very yeah. key elements like i'm just thinking about how i don't live close to an asian grocery store right now and i was missing that for a <laughs> long i mean you don't realize like the importance of language and food really I feel like compound over time uh, yeah for sure and i hear so many asian americans you know talk about like how they can't talk with their grandparents anymore yeah very common thing um but yeah, so Hawaiian language uh, was banned from being taught and spoken in schools, like Jerry mentioned, and it wasn't even recognized, like Native Hawaiian wasn't even recognized as an official language until 1978, which is only 40-ish years yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, you could live a lifetime. Like, yeah. Wild. Um, yeah, so that's that's pretty wild. And then I think the other part, not just, um, this is erasure in like a different way, but like, um, a lot of Asian Americans, um, there we, we might get hate for this, but like uh, the word hapa, like it's it's very appropriated. Um, you know, like hapa in in a lot of Asian American context usually refers to a um, person of mixed Asian descent. So like a white and Asian person, or like I think I've seen it used applied to like black and Asian people, but like mm. predominantly white and Asian. Um, but the original meaning was um, a person who is native Hawaiian mixed with any non-native Hawaiian. So like it could have been a Hawaiian person and an Asian person. And that person is, is, is a Hapa, not, yeah. not white and Asian. So I just think that's, 
you know like because we always like asians always like cry about cultural appropriation and then here we are doing it yeah no that's a very good point right so if you're asian and you use that word it's time to switch over to wasian and blasian (laughs) (laughs) or mixed asian yeah we gotta just gotta just drop the the hafa yeah yeah that'll happen over time but yeah i guess just to recap right so asians are taking control in hawaii politically with the actual seats in Senate and the House, in the Senate and the House, which is very important, right? There's the culture mm-hmm. and the tourism, also the building on a giant sacred mountain, and <laughs> banning the language until very recently, and also using parts of the language even though you're not native Hawaiian. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Asians are doing a lot. That's <laughs> <laughs> wow. Now that, that's crazy. Yeah. Anyways, so obviously this is all pretty bad. Um, and so, and, you know, part of what I think uh, is nice to do is to think about what can we do better to change this. And mm-hmm. at least on the surface, you know, for you know, us, for this pod, for this month is to, uh, you know, help elevate more of the Pacific Islander history. Stop appropriating the language and the mainly the language, to be honest, the language. And also, if you're a really rich Asian, stop buying so much of Hawaiian <laughs> land. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, or buy it and then give it back. <laughs> oh, that's even better. Buy yeah. it, give it back for free. Yeah. And yeah, give it back I to people. did find this one thread, a tweet from Kala Mendoza on Twitter, Kala with a K, K A L A, just listing a few, res- uh, I guess, general people that uh, he recommended. Uh, Professor Haunani K. Trask, the mm-hmm. Hukiai Moana movement, Moana movement, M-A-U-A, mm-hmm. uh, the Polynesian Panther Party, Pacific Climate Warriors, uh, Tino Rangatira Tonga, and I found a separate one. It's a documentary called Wakiki. Uh, it's a narrative documentary by a Native Hawaiian talking about the tourist industry that we talked about previously and what it's mm-hmm. like for native hawaiians dealing with that yeah um i i read that like it's it's won won a ton of awards yeah um, yeah and yeah, it yeah. reveals like uh it reveals what it's like to live in hawaii beyond like the tourism stuff that you usually see yeah. um and it's like the it's like the first narrative film by a native hawaiian which is yep. kind of cool yeah yeah so yeah. yeah yeah cool 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 Cool, cool, cool. Um, and so yeah, that's that's that part of the the meat of our episode. And as we wrap up, we're gonna do as usual our community update, where me and Aaron each bring one thing. We talk about our past efforts. You know, like if you want to see that, you can um, go to our website, which has been uh, spanking updated to include categories of things that we have talked about previously, like uh, resources for the Asian American community. We've updated our domain. So now you don't have to type in the weird card thing and it's just politicallyasianpodcast.com. Say it one more time for the listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Politicallyasianpodcast.com. Yep. Yep. Um, and yeah, so for this month, um, my, I did, I focused my homework a little bit more on Pacific Islanders. I just thought that would be more useful and it would be, it'd be kind of shitty if like I talked about like, (laughs) here's how you can help Asian people, but you know, we talked about Pacific, anyways. Um, so yeah, we talked about, you know, like they, um, uh, divesting, they deserve their own things. Um, you know, learn about their people, practices, practices and issues, learn about the ways that like, Asians are fucking them up and uh, 
you know, have these conversations. Um, and then uh, you can check out culturalsurvival.org. Um, and that's a website for um, all indigenous peoples and their issues. So, yeah. yeah. Mm, culture, so indigenous, uh, not necessarily Native Hawaiian, but also not Native necessarily, American. but yeah, not necessarily Native Hawaiian, but there is a, the, a resources about uh, Native Hawaiian. Nice. Nice. I so, like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Coalition building. Is that what you call it? I think so. I don't know. Like a standing up, yeah, standing up for each other. I like that. Oh, could you say the website one more time? culturalsurvival.org cool yeah. nice yeah. yeah and we'll put it on the site um the one i found is this nonprofit group called epic e-p-i-c it mm -hmm. stands for empowering pacific islander communities and from their own website the goal of the organization is to advance social justice by engaging native hawaiian and pacific islander communities through you know, cultural and political advocacy. They do research on the two groups as well and also leadership mm -hmm. development. You can check out their website cool. at empoweredpi.org. They also have a very nice Instagram, empoweredpi. <laughs> okay. Yep. Okay, cool. I will go follow them right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I think follow right <laughs> Instagram pages are actually nice because it keeps you in the loop over time, right? Like I, mm -hmm. I might forget about them, but then I'll see a post on my feed. And I'll be like, oh yeah, that's yeah it's good to always just stay in the back of your mind mm -hmm. yeah yeah anyways so that was all we had for today's episode hope you enjoyed it and again if you like the podcast you can follow us at politically asian podcast on instagram you can follow us at politic asian pod on twitter or email us at politicallyasianpodcast.com. Someone actually did email us uh, for the first time, which was really <gasps> cool to read. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. I'm going to yeah. go check that yeah, out. <laughs> check it out. I, I, I answered it. So I, I think that's oh, okay. why you didn't, you didn't see it in the unread. But oh my, mm -hmm. it's fan mail, baby. That's amazing. Yes, I'm going to print it out. <laughs> <laughs> print it out and frame it. Yeah. Uh, and again, if you really want to help us out, please leave us an Apple written review. The words really matter and will help us out a lot. And uh, I also just like hearing, you know, we also like hearing what you think about the pod beyond the stars. <laughs> Anyways, cool. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.